0: Hi, this is Dr. William Renner. Thank you for joining me in this podcast on evidence-based medicines. Today I'm talking with Dr. Alan Safty, world-famous gastroenterologist and internal medicine physician, on improving your own immunity during the COVID-19 outbreak. As evidence that this is one of the best podcasts in all of America, look at the top of the screen, you'll see that we... Started our uh, podcast on COVID-19 in uh, early in January, well before the government even recognized that it was a medical problem. All right, Dr. Alan Safdi, what can we do to boost our own natural immunity during this COVID-19 outbreak?
1: No, I think that's that's a great question, Bill. Um, You know, I want everybody to realize that testing, first of all, is a key to slowing down the spread of the virus. We talked about that way back months ago. Uh, We're still going to be talking about that. The way to slow down the virus is testing, especially when people who contracted the virus can often be asymptomatic yet infectious. Uh, We've known that for some time. And we need to be diligent in regards to getting enough testing so we can open medical practices do procedures safely, get people back to work, uh, and do contact tracing uh, once we find people that are infectious, and then find out who has antibodies. And please listen to our podcast in regards to the difference between looking for active infection and immunity by looking for IgG antibodies, yet, we're still not sure how well the IgG antibodies are going to uh, be preventative. So, Bill, before we talk about that, you know what percentage of people do you think that get admitted um to the hospital have comorbidities uh, and what what would some of those comorbidities be
0: well i would guess uh, that um i think it's somewhere uh around uh, 10 to 15 percent of patients who uh, have COVID 19 are admitted to the hospital and the comorbidities are uh, hypertension, uh, diabetes, uh, heart disease. Um, those are a few of them. Did, did I miss a few? Yeah. Of course. Uh, there's others like uh, people who are on steroids or immunosuppressed. Of course, that's a large group. People are, uh, have undergone chemotherapy or have some other reasons uh, to have uh, suppressed immune system. Of course, uh, HIV infection. Yeah.
1: No, that's good. Um, you know, there's a couple big ones you missed in the United States being, you know, so we look at hypertension, obesity, chronic lung disease, people that already have lung disease, maybe even smokers, uh, that have undetected chronic lung disease, diabetics, cardiovascular disease. And you mentioned immunosuppression, chemotherapy, people on steroids. But if we look at hospital admissions, almost 90% of COVID-19 admissions involved having one of these underlying conditions among adults hospitalized. That doesn't mean people without those conditions aren't gonna get unbelievably sick. Uh, they still can, um, but the really the sickest of the sick often have these underlying hospital, you know, these underlying pre-existing conditions. So one of the first things you can do to help prevent this in a strategy for wellness is, You know if you have high blood pressure make sure it's under control if you're overweight now's the time COVID-19 is not going away anytime soon so start looking on working on your weight getting your diabetes under better control so looking at some of these comorbidities uh, is really reasonable and so prevention starts at home you know what we're going to eat so let's go through some of these there is no supplement there's no diet there's no lifestyle change Uh, Aside from social distancing and practicing proper hygiene, that's going to protect you completely from developing COVID-19. I see people every day, and I'm sure you do, Bill, Bill also, that don't practice this social distancing. Distance is our friend. Um, If you're biking, you want even a greater distance. Runners, you want to be farther away from them than a walker just because they're breathing harder. And they're going to spread it enough so let's go through a few tips um for strengthening your immune system naturally
0: yeah let let me just throw in there wearing masks you know our governor has asked everyone to wear masks you know homemade masks if if that's all you have uh, uh, available um masks are uh, now available uh, to some extent on amazon you can order some three-ply masks um i just received uh 50 of them it took me about a month to get them Uh, They arrived from China, but there there are some masks available on the Internet, uh, uh, unlike before. And I noticed that uh, where we are uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, almost no one is wearing masks. And as I I look out on the the, uh, street uh, uh, from my my window here, I can see uh, crowds of children, uh, five to ten children, playing games. And last night in our neighborhood, one of the neighbors had kind of a little block party. And uh, I just think that uh, this is uh, this is just bad decision making. Uh, many people believe that children can't get the disease, and I reviewed the I reviewed the data today from uh, China as well as from a CDC website, and uh, uh, luckily. Uh, People are right. There are very few deaths uh, in the United States uh, and in China from COVID-19, uh, but there have been a lot of sick children, and they've been uh, very, very ill. So, uh, when parents, I think parents think that children are immune to the disease, the disease and that's not true. Uh, we also know that children tend to be uh, super carriers. Uh, they they can uh, they have the same amount of virus in their sputum as someone with uh, multiple symptoms. So uh, keep your keep your kids under control. Keep them away from other kids and keep them away from adults. Uh, protect older people especially. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any comments on that?
1: No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, nothing I'm going to talk about is going to cure stupidity. Um, People are not practicing social distancing. They don't realize the dangers, what this is gonna do to our public health, to our people with comorbidities, to our economy. So if people wanna get the economy up and rolling, save lives, you know, practice social distancing. That's gonna be with us for some time. It's not going away. We do not have a cure. We're nowhere close to having a cure for this. We're not even close to a vaccine. If we get one in 12 to 18 months, I'll be happily surprised. So let's talk about a few other things, you know, things that we always talk about, eat more whole plant foods. So, you know, plants, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, legumes, you know, all of those have a tremendous amount of antioxidants and they combat unstable compounds, these free radicals in our body. Uh, You know, I'm a vegetarian, I've been eating this way for many, many years, but fiber also helps. One of the most important parts of our immune system is our microbiome, those bacteria, which is live in our gastrointestinal tract. And those are what has to do with a lot with our innate immunity. And a lot of our studies now, we're looking at how healthy the microbiome is, May relate to how healthy your heart is, and your brain, and your immune system. So, fruits and yeah, vegetables, let me just remind
0: plants. That we, we have several other podcasts on the microbiome, which has become a very significant part of medicine now. So, uh, li- listen to that. Uh, listen to that uh, podcast on the microbiome. Uh, going on now. Go ahead, Alan. Cause, uh, I think the microbiome is really extremely important part of of, uh, medicine. It's going to become more and a more important part as, as we find out more and more about the microbiome.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. We've ignored that part, uh, in medical school, it's, you know, let's a, in most of you, you know, you think of poop is poop, um, 90% of the cells, um, not of the weight of the cells, but the cells in our body are basically in our gastrointestinal tract, these microbiome our skin or mouth. Um, we know that even if we change the microbiome, the bacteria in our mouth, we can change blood pressure responses to exercise. And that's a huge part of our research right now. Um, I'm going to move on to sleep. You know, all of us know how important sleep is. Um, there's multiple studies showing that those slept less than six hours per night were more likely to get some viral illnesses. Um, so you know, we really ask adults to aim for seven or more hours of sleep each night. Uh, we don't want to sleep too much. Um, sleeping too much is bad. We don't want to be sitting that much, but sleep is really, really important. I put that down below the healthy foods and healthy fats. Um, you know, we talked about the plant based diet, but healthy fats, ones that decrease inflammation, the omega 3s, which you get from flaxseed, nuts, um, you know, fish, uh, especially the fatty fish like salmon and things like that, the wild salmon. Um, Olive oil, all of these have high anti-inflammatory. They're been linked to decreased risk of chronic disease like heart disease and type 2 diabetes. Uh, they're powerful anti-inflammatories. Uh, so you can add chia seeds to your diet. You can add flaxseed. You can have salmon with that. Uh, you can have lots of nuts, but try to incorporate that. And we talked about the microbiome. You know, Should you take a probiotic? Um, I don't, but I have no. Uh, qualms with somebody taking a good probiotic. And we've done podcasts and articles on probiotics, make sure it has a good wide spectrum, not a single organism, but fermented foods are tremendous benefits. Um, They have the probiotics, they have the bacteria, things that are fermented would be like kimchi and uh, kefir, sauerkraut, yogurt. Uh, So again, we're back to looking at that healthy immune system that we get out of our gastrointestinal tract. And we have studies to show that um, those that take in more of these conti- uh, type of foods actually end up with less infections. Now, maybe it's part of their other diet. Now, one other thing in the diet: absolutely limit your simple sugars in your diet. Um, simple sugars would be white breads, co- cakey cakes, cookies. Uh, these simple sugars can increase cardiovascular disease, inflammatory conditions. Um we have observational studies that people um are more likely to get ill uh even after administered the flu vaccine were like more likely to get the flu uh if they were obese or overweight. So curbing your sugar intake, you're home right now, you have time to cook, you have time to cook healthy, uh and moderate exercise. And we all Yeah, know- let me let me throw in a
0: comment about um um, high fructose corn syrup. You know, we're the only nation in the world that uh, has high high fructose corn syrup, uh, which uh, has many many dangers with it. And it's it's only for political reasons uh, to help the corn farmers that uh, that we have this in our diet, and uh, this this is a, a terrible a terrible product. Do, do you want to just talk about that for a second, Alan? Yeah, fructose. You know, again, uh, if you think of table sugar.
1: Um, It has two sugars. It has a bond within them. And so the absorption is lower. The bond has to be broken. When you have just fructose, one, it's only metabolized in your liver. So you don't get the kind of satiety or feeling uh, that satiates you, makes you feel less hungry because your brain doesn't utilize the fructose. Uh, Your liver utilizes fructose. And we have a tremendous epidemic of fatty liver uh, in the United States based upon uh, are overweight and plus fructose in our diet. Bill's absolutely right. We use high-percentage fructose, uh, high-fructose corn syrup. It's not just all fructose, but it's often a higher percentage of fructose than the glucose. Um, but table sugar has two sugars, but that bond is important. It slows absorption. Also, the glucose part can be utilized by all cells. So even our brain utilizes it as an energy source. So we've talked about that previously. I think it's one of the, we just got to get rid of simple sugars out of our diet for the most part.
0: Um, the last- Let me thing, ask you what thinking, uh, uh elderberry, Alan.
1: Okay, let me, that's a great question. Let's just talk for a second about the exercise we mentioned here. Uh, you know, should you exercise when you're sick? You know, we talked about exercise boosts your immune system, reduces your chances of getting sick. Um, And with certain diseases and we'll probably do a whole podcast on this you know a mild cold yeah we have no problem with mild exercise including leisurely walk or leisurely bike ride as long as you're away from people um you know mild sore throat mild congestion um you know as long as you can breathe okay but when we get into people that have fevers and significant productive cough and things like that at that time uh, we don't want to be exercised, uh, tremendously exercise should be almost avoided in those cases. Um, while moderate intensity exercise improves your immune function, prolonged high intensity exercise, like running or spinning class can cause immunosuppression. So over-exercising can be bad once you're sick. Um, it can be helpful to prevent that. So, you know, you, you had a great question about elderberry and this, you know, I think it's a good place for us to end this, but elderberry and zinc, do we have any studies in regards to COVID-19? Absolutely none whatsoever. Um, will we in the near future? Absolutely not. Uh, do I have some in my house? Yes, I have both. Uh, I'm not taking them, but there are studies in vitro studies have found that elderberry extract is active against human pathogenic bacteria, as well as influenza H1N1. Um, So, you know, separate clinical trials in humans demonstrated that this elderberry extract and extract lozenges reduces severity and duration of cold and flu like symptoms. So, will it do anything to COVID 19? We're not sure. Um, You know, they they contain very healthy chemicals called anthocyanins, which have been shown to boost immune function and have some antiviral effects. So, my hope is they may have some. We're just not gonna have any studies in the near uh, near future. Zinc, on the other hand, works somewhat differently. It binds to the sites where the virus is bind. So it prevents the virus from entering the cell, which is a key to prevention. Um, you know, it may entirely prevent uh, entry of the virus into cells and decrease replication. Uh, you don't wanna go overboard with it. Does it work in COVID-19? We have no idea. idea. Uh, I think, and I'll let Bill speak for himself, but I start, if I started to get symptoms, would I try it? A couple of lozenges, a couple of times a day? I probably would. Um, you know, randomized, there was seven randomized trials with zinc acetate and zinc gluconate on colds and it shortened the duration of the colds by 33%. It did not prevent them. So it's a point of significant controversy. Um, whether it's worthwhile or not, uh, things that have very little downside, I may continue to do, but make sure the most important thing is wash your hands frequently, wash your hands before you touch your face and afterwards. So if you can blow your nose, clean your hands beforehand, use disinfectant wipes if you're getting on airplane and tray tables, eat a diet high in fruits and vegetables and stay away from sick people and people that could be sick, which is almost everybody now Uh, get plenty of sleep Sleep and that's one of your most important tools in avoiding viral viral illnesses. You know, now and throughout the summer. I don't think this is going away until we have some means of better prevention. Um,
0: so. Thank you, Alan. That was an excellent discussion. Um, uh, extremely helpful. Uh, our next uh, our next uh, talk is going to be. On vaccines and possible treatments, so please stay tuned to this website. Please tell your friends about the about the uh, website.
1: No, I appreciate it, Bill. And please give us reviews, if you only if they're five star reviews. Um, we don't get paid anything for any of this, nor do we want to. Um, we do this because we're interested in research. We're interested in medicine. It fascinates both of us. Um, And the more people that go to our websites and the more people you refer to this, the better off we are, the better off we are as a society. And if you ever want to send us emails, you know, feel free to do so. And there's ways on the website to do that. But thank you very much. I really appreciate everybody listening.
0: Thank you, Alan.